Adam, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I've got to ask, man, first things first, <laughs> considering what you've just told me, how are you doing today? <laughs> uh, I'm great, man. I mean, actually, I feel great. We, um, we spent the entire day yesterday. We're, we're getting ready for our shows now. We just finished uh, the principal tracking for our new album. Mm. And so we literally spent the entire day yesterday uh, preparing for show. And it, I, feel, I feel amazing because we're, we're playing so much. Yeah. And it just feels, it feels as, as, as crazy as the world is right now. It's, it's, uh, it just feels so wonderful and normal to be playing so much. And things are kind of coming together for us. Uh, the, the year is ending so strong. And so, you know, I'm excited to wake up at 6 a.m. and talk to talk to my brother, my new brother in England. And, uh, you know, it feels good. How are you? And yeah, thank, you for having, well. thank you for having us, by the way. Yeah, not a problem. Doing, doing well. Trying to get over our first sort of experience of normalcy, which was our first sort of major festival uh, last weekend. I don't know if you've heard of Bloodstock. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Bloodstock is like a, the first sort of thing that properly went ahead in this country uh, without yeah. sort of restrictions and things like that. And uh, just trying to get over that now. Five days of normal. How was it? Yeah, it was great. It was How fantastic. It was fantastic. It really was uh, sad to be over, you know, but you got to. Yeah. Who was the uh, who tore it up the most? Oh, wow. Well, I'm actually wearing a T-shirt right now. A band called ah. The Crawling, if you know them from uh, Ireland. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, the headliners, the likes of Creator, absolutely yeah. smashed it, you know. There was so much. There was so much music. It was, uh, it's a blur now. Too much alcohol, that's, too much food. That's a good thing. It was great to experience, man. And, you know, considering what we've been going through, I have to ask uh, you as well. The last 18, 19 months or so, how have you been holding up in the pandemic times? Yeah. So, interestingly, we... We, as horrible as the pandemic has been, was, is, mm. uh, hopefully, you know, we looked at it as a, a challenge. Yeah. We looked at it as a positive thing. And this is going to sound really strange, but in March, in, we really started pushing the band in January of 2000. And so, boom, we start pushing the band really hard worldwide in 2000. And three months later, here's this pandemic. The world's coming to a, you know, to an end. The world's shutting down. What the fuck do we do? And you know, my guys and I, we looked at each other and we we're just like, "Fuck this! We're gonna, we're just gonna take the bulls, you know, the bulls, by, the bull by the horn, and uh, look at it as a challenge to get out there as much as humanly possible during the pandemic and really connect with people." So, what we did, for example, is we put out. We did uh, seven music videos mm. over the last year. Seven. Okay. So we did videos for our first three singles and for our the four tracks on our EP, Nocturnal Youth. And we literally, I mean, and I'm not talking about like, you know, crappy little videos. We used big time production, all sorts of effects, this, this that, and the other. Spent major money and put out seven big videos i don't know if you've seen any, seen seen any of them but mm. we're very proud of them and we tried to really give as much content as possible we literally communicated with as many people as possible that you know uh contacted us i mean we have a hundred thousand followers on facebook you know we have more followers than we're not signed yet 
and and we have way more followers than so many sign bands and so it's the type of thing where we just really uh, wanted to engage you know people were miserable what yeah. do they need music people were upset people were unhappy you know this was this was our our moment if you want if you and i hate to say it that way because it's such a tough moment for everybody um especially all the deaths that were happening um all over the world it's just we looked at it as our moment to really connect and honestly it was it was a uh, refreshing uh experience for us and them and it kept us positive and in a good headspace and it kept our followers and our and our fans and our supporters and we call them our family and just just a good a better place and now it's it's really paying off so that's kind of how we looked at it yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, did you see a lot of like um, engagement on your end? Because it is incredible, as you say, the, the, the numbers for Facebook, for example, is, is right. phenomenal. Right. But numbers it, and engagement are two different things. Okay, yeah. So, so for example, like, like we, we, we would put out a video. We put out our first, first video for our new EP, uh, Voices. You know, we did a million views in three weeks. And it was the type of thing where we would communicate with the, all of the people that viewed our videos. Mm -hmm. And yes, they would communicate back for the most part. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, of course, but for the most part, I mean, we would engage anyone who contacted us, anyone who liked us, anyone who, who, who shared anything of ours. You know, I think we were one of the only bands in the world who literally would contact most people during that period of time. Um, it's a bit much now, but uh, we still try to contact as many as we can. But, you know, I was literally every day just contact, 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 contact. And, you know, we wanted to be one of the only bands in the world that truly spoke to people. Um, you know, we put out our new EP during the pandemic. We recorded our new EP during the pandemic. We socially distanced during the pandemic. We rehearsed every weekend during the pandemic, socially distanced, you know, and and so, uh we were not going to let this tear us up. We were not going to be that band that falls apart. And, uh, you know, it's paying off now. How? For sure. Ask because, I mean, every band, no matter the biggest to the smallest, has been affected by the pandemic in some way. And you're not the first I've spoken to, <clears throat> excuse me, that we've spoken to that have found positives and been able to almost develop and push forward in this period, regardless of the difficulties. How is yeah. it that Pistols at Dawn have been able to, I don't know, is it your drive? Is it your focus? What is it the United Front that you've been able to continue to push so hard? Yeah, man. You know, we're just so excited about music. I mean, and you know, it's been oh, what is it, almost two years this goddamn or year and a half this goddamn affliction has been happening to to the world. And honestly, we just want to play. And so we were just like, okay, man, we're not gonna not play. We're gonna play, we're gonna record. We had a producer here in Atlanta, fortunately, who had worked with Smashing Pumpkins and Matchbox 20 and a very good producer engineer. And so we were able to record in a, in a, in a, in a very good pro studio. And we were able to get one of the top uh, mixing guys out in California. And it was the type of thing where we had to put things together. You know, it wasn't so it wasn't the easiest thing. You know, when we're on set at, at all these videos, you know, where people are masking up and it's socially distanced. And when can we take them off? And you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I just, we just want to play, man. And that's kind of how we looked at it. You know, we didn't understand. Yeah. We didn't understand that, you know, some of the big pro bands, they're like, they're like, you know, well, we have to stop everything and we're just kind of go, kind of go into hibernation. 
until this bullshit's over with, you know, until we see them kind of now coming out and touring. And we kind of looked at it as fuck that you have, you have the power, you have the money. Why aren't you entertaining everybody during this thing? This is your moment, but I'm listen, I'm not judging anyone, anyone else's band. I'm not calling anyone out. I'm more just saying that, that we just wanted to play, man, because honestly, it's like, it's too, it was too, um, I, clearly this this has been and still is one of the toughest times ever in people's lives right and it's just that we didn't want to be affected as much if if at all possible if that makes sense and music and music is so goddamn uh cathartic and you know curative that we just said fuck it we're doing it no no it it it, it does com- make complete complete sense and one of the more intriguing things i guess is that we often again talk to lots of bands and when it comes to the side of social media and engagement and putting videos out and streaming and youtube and all the stuff that comes with being in a modern band normally we tend to find there's one member or two members and they're the driving force in there and others absolutely hate it listening to you <laughs> it sounds like you're all pretty pretty strong on that front because it is quite difficult when it comes to algorithms and things like that you mean the members of the band yeah yeah as a group are you all able to get involved <laughs> no no i mean i love my brothers mm. i love my brothers i would say that that uh i i lived on the internet during that period of time for the band um uh i'm not trying to take credit it's more just you know that's what i did uh my wife she's our social media guru as well um and so uh she she literally spent 24 seven with me and we just literally, we just literally turned it into a kind of a full-time job uh, for the band. And then, you know, we, we would get into, we would have interviews in England and the UK and, and uh, other places throughout the world and the entire band would participate. And uh, you know, we, we each in the band kind of have our specialty. Let's put it that way. This is one of mine. Nope. That's, that makes complete sense. Obviously, of course, you've um, talked about the release of Nocturnal Youth uh, a couple of months ago. I think it was May for North America and July for the UK or Europe, that area. Uh, How cathartic was it to release that EP? Particularly, as you say, you did all the videos, you were building up um, towards this EP, and then you get to put that out. It was was incredible, man, because the reality was we had actually written it. We had actually uh, written it probably a year ago. And um, a year and a half ago, we writ, we wrote it. And then it was kind of like, okay, there's this pandemic thing. What do we do? How do we not, you know, how do we put out music? And then we talked to the producer that we worked with and we were able to get into his studio. It's called Cock the Walk Studio, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went into uh, his studio and, you know, we spent, we spent easily four months putting it together. And uh, so then we, it was kind of like, and the way the way the music world and especially during the pandemic, it's like ready, set, wait, you know, it's like and, you know, especially when you have publicists and you're dealing with major professionals and during the pandemic. And we we were fortunate to get picked up by a big L.A. PR firm. And and then it's just like we have to put it out in a special way and this, that, the other. You know how it goes. Yeah. So by the time it finally got released in the u.s and in the uk i mean we were we were ready but we were we were doing everything we were doing we were making the videos we were putting everything out regardless uh and when it came out it was just like the most it was like the most um satisfying feeling just 
just knowing that we kind of accomplished this during one of the hardest periods in the world and uh, not only accomplished it, but, you know, we got 400,000 streams and on the, on the new EP, we hit over a million streams with all of our music. And it was just kind of, it was just kind of a beautiful moment for us just because we knew that people were waiting for it and exciting, excited for it because of all of the engagement that we had previously. Absolutely. And now that the dust has settled on that release, the this fan reception and the overwhelming positive response, has <laughs> did it take you by surprise? Were you kind of like, no, we know we've got an absolute banger here and I'm totally not surprised by everybody loving it? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're a humble band. I mean, we're, we're, com- we're very confident with what we do, but we don't go around and, and shake our, our uh, you know what uh, <laughs> around. But Here's what I would say. Uh, We formed in 15 because there was something special when we got together and and made music. Mm -hmm. We took a a break. One of our members passed away. Uh, We regrouped, uh, decided in 20 that we were really going to go for it. And every time we play, uh, we knew we know we have something special. We're preparing for shows now. And and just in, in answer to your question, it's, it, we we feel it you know there's a magic in the room you know you hear other bands talk about the magic they have when they play even the bands that hate each other you hear about the ba- the magic they have when they play well that magic is in our room and so when we recorded the ep um it all came out on the four tracks we're very proud of them and um it's it's just a sampling i think of what's to come mm. like we just finished i'll tell you more about it but we just finished tracking our our new full-length lp and and I'm just saying, like the EP was like it was like it was beautiful for us. It was powerful. It was everything we wanted. We're, there's not a song on it that we're just you know that we think is fluff. We, and that's very important for us. We don't put fluff on albums, and so uh, we don't play fluff. Uh, so yeah, we we knew we knew it was gonna be good. Mm-hmm. We knew it was gonna be received well. Um, how well? I think that's something that surprised us a bit. You know, we marketed ourselves from day one as a worldwide band. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're from Atlanta, but we're, we're not a quote unquote, like we don't go around as an Atlanta band. We don't play tons of Atlanta gigs. Yeah. Uh, we, we play the occasional Atlanta gig, but I'm just saying it's the type of thing where, where, you know, we want to play everywhere. That's it. All over the world. And so, and so, uh, you know, we're extremely proud of what we put out so far and uh, it's felt really good the way it's been received. We're blessed. That's fascinating that you, you know, you highlight the, the sort of Atlanta thing, right? Because from my perspective, from a person that's in the UK, when it comes to American music, American bands, uh, we tend to lump you almost into your cities, e.g. you've got that <laughs> Seattle sound, or if you're from the South, naturally you're probably a bit sludgy, a bit dirty and stuff like that. It almost carp, um, carp, carp, it almost um, puts you in a genre that isn't necessarily fair based in your city, whereas in other countries it tends to just be oh, you're from that country and so on. For sure. us listening to Pistols at Dawn, it's been a bit of a, okay, there's a, a design to almost appeal to everyone in your music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to transcend those genres and bridge the gaps between tastes? Is that something you're actively thinking about? It, it just, you know, it's, it's, that's a really interesting question. We get that a lot. Um, it happens that way. It's just, you know, we just get in a room and we play 
And that's what comes out. I mean, like there's no actual focus to try to transcend, transcend the different genres and whatnot, or kind of, or kind of uh, be a crossover between say metal and hard rock and, and rock. But honestly, that those are the bands that we grew up with. Those are the bands that we love and it just comes out in our music. And so what we are very fortunate to have is this kind of familiarity. People hear it and it's kind of like, oh, I've kind of heard that before. Or that kind of sounds like Alice in Chains. Or that kind of sounds like Metallica. Or that kind of sounds like Slipknot. Or that kind of sounds like X. But then, but then they're like, let me listen a little bit more. And then it's kind of like, oh, that's, that's cool too. And that's cool too. And then it's like, it's like oh, they, 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 they kind of sound very familiar. And what we get a lot is they sound super familiar, but they have kind of their own sound. And so it's, we, we, we love that fact, but it's just, it's just our influences coming out in our music and then our own touch on everything. Let's put it that way. And so I actually, I was thinking about this yesterday. Hmm. I, I think we're in a really cool position coming into 22 because I think, because we do have metal fans who like our band. We have hard rock fans who like our band and we have rock fans who like our band. And we're even fortunate enough to have some pop bands, top pop fans who like our band because we're not, because we have a ton of melody in a lot of our songs. And so, so I think it's great that that's happening because I think we can really reach the most amount of people. We don't want to be boxed in yeah. to X, Y, or Z. You know, every now and again, you know, somebody will throw out, well, you know, why don't, you know, why don't we go be a progressive band or why don't we go be this band? And I'm like, hell no. Like, like we're going to play what we play the way we play it. We're going to plug in. We have no tracks. We plug in, we play. We're a true rock band. We're a true hard rock band. We just happen to love metal as well. And we, and we love melody and we love harmonies. And so we just, we just want to, that's just kind of how it's evolved. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the word accessibility. It's almost seen, particularly in the metal world, it's almost like a little bit of a dirty word. Oh my God, what do you mean you might appeal to a pop crowd and stuff like that? And it's like, well, right. that's what becomes a stadium selling band. I Thank I, you. I don't want to Thank blow you. smoke up your ass, but um, yeah. in the review, uh, I suggest that in 10 years time, in a decade, if you continue the path you'd be on, you'd be the biggest band in the world. So I'm going to hold you. you to that in a decade. And, and- and I meant to, th- I wanted to thank you. We were beyond grateful for those very kind words and we take them to heart. Like we, uh, we really read, we really um, ingest, um, you know, very thoughtful comments like yours. And it's very, um, it was moving to us. So we appreciate it. Uh, no worries, no worries. So let's talk then what's going on right now with Pistols at Dawn. Of course, it's a very, very exciting time. You've talked a little bit about it. Can you go a little bit more in depth into where you're at and what's the next steps of the album? Yeah, so it's a really cool end of the year for us. Mm. Um, again, we have this kind of, we've had this momentum through the pandemic. And, you know, that's, it's, it's weird that that's how we're, how we're relating kind of our time, our time frame. But that's where we're at. We're, we've had this momentum. Um, uh, the EP has come out really well. The videos for the EP have come out really well. So we have, so for our end of the year in 22, uh, we have a, uh, our last video for the EP, the fourth track on the EP, Gone Black. We used one of the top, um, we used one of the top horror TV movie uh, uh, FX people in the United States who happens to be in Atlanta. 
And uh, we used him and he dressed us up and turned us into these crazy looking horror Martian people. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's a cool video. I'll send, I'll, I'll send you a, uh, I'll send it to you and I'll make sure Tom sends it to you. Um, it turned out exceptionally well. We're really happy with it. So that's coming out. And I would say in the next few weeks, two to three weeks, it'll be out. We're very excited about it. We intend to kind of ride that video wave through the end of the year uh, from a video standpoint. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool. And I've never seen anything done like it. Uh, they basically put us in all this makeup and crap and stuck us under black lights and it's just this big popping visceral vivid video with this really you know fun powerful headbanging song and and um we think we hit it pretty good and so we're excited we're excited for how it affects people now um we've got the video we've got a big usa radio campaign going on right now uh we use uh, a top promoter in the united states and and basically what you have is uh one of our singles voices the first first single on the album it's it's playing a lot on different radio stations throughout the United States. And so that's that's pretty big for us leading into 22. But more most importantly, is we spent the last five months writing our new full length record. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a name for it yet, but it has eight tracks. Uh, we're just just about finished with principal tracking. Um, and it's a banger, man. I mean, it's it's got everything that the, the the what we wanted was for. The singles kind of gave an introduction to Pistols at Dawn, hopefully made people want more. Uh, then you had, which we were fortunate to have. Then you have the EP, the EP reception, both critically and through with, with, with our followers and fans and whatnot. We wanted it to be, oh, this is, this is really cool. Now I really get them. Now I've got some tangible music. And, and okay, this is still kind of a tease and I want more. And what else, you know, and, and where else can they take me and where are they going to go? And, 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 and you know, what's going to happen? You know, it's kind of like they feel us now and they get us now and they're, they're with us now. But now it's kind of like, OK, now we need like the big enchilada. I've got, I've got the I've got the steak, the knife and the fork and the ketchup at the table. And I'm ready for the goddamn meal. I've had all the appetizers and I'm loose bushes and all that other crap. Let's go. And let me tell you something, my friend, the EP, excuse me, the LP. The LP, which will come out in 22, um, um, <laughs> it's, it's got it all. We've got bangers, bangers, bangers. Mm. We've got mid-tempo stuff. We've got true rock and roll, you know, songs coming out of us. And uh, eight tracks of just, if you like Nocturnal Youth, and, or if you love Nocturnal Youth and you loved our, our singles, uh, prior to that, this is going to blow you out of your fucking mind and in a full in the but it's going to give you the full gamut experience, you know. So when you when you have perfect sex and it like starts soft and you get hard and it goes soft again, not to give you like, you know, not to get crazy at this early in the morning in America. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, like, man, it's going to take you on the full fucking ride. And uh, we're very excited about it. So we're, we're, we're pretty much done with principal tracking. And we're editing now and doing all sorts of edits that have to happen before it goes to our final uh, mix. We're, we're probably going to be using uh, a producer named Sylvia Massey, who actually produced Tool's first big album, Undertow, and did System of a Down and a bunch of other uh, biggest, you know, platinum selling bands ever. We're going to use a major producer. It's probably going to be her. We're in talks with her people right now. 
And um, what we're excited about is to see where, see where we can take our music, meaning we have our sound. It's all on there. You know, this is true pistols at dawn if you're a fan. And, and now we kind of want to see what the next producer can do with our music and, and, you know, and, and, you know, it's little tweaks and edits and this, that, the other, and, and kind of see what they can bring out of it uh, to give, to give it uh, an even more interesting feel. And, um, and so that's about to happen as we come to the end of the year and um, we're an unsigned band. So, so interestingly, we want to spend the end of the year with the new LP uh, looking at all of our options coming into 22. Uh, that's kind of where we're at. We, we, our only goal for 22 is to put out the LP uh, with the, with the right partner and, uh, and ultimately tour the world. You know, we, we, not to be long-winded, but we, we are grateful to be healthy. Uh, we're grateful to be alive. We're grateful to be playing music. We're grateful to be putting all of this together and we're not doing it. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're praying that the, the new variant kind of, kind of, hopefully kicks people in the ass to get it together and, you know, get well and get safe and, and whatnot. Again, not judging, not criticizing, not doing anything here, but, but we want to spend 22 playing fucking music all over the world. And so our goal is to put out our new record in 22, hopefully near the beginning of 22, if it's possible, and then ultimately come over to the UK and Europe and, and everywhere else we can, it's throughout the United States and otherwise, and, and play some goddamn music because we've got, we've got, you know, we've got our single, we will have our singles, our EP and our fucking full length that have never been played in front of people before because of the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, we're playing a show here in Atlanta. We're playing a couple shows to end the year and to start the year. We're playing, um, we're actually, <laughs> to, 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 not, to be seriously long-winded, but you asked me what we're doing at the end of the year. So yeah. the last part of the end of the year is, is that we're playing shows, my friend. We we are actually going to play a free show. Like when we play a gig in Atlanta, we're not, we're not going to get on a gig. We're not going to go have a bunch of bullshit openers or this, that, the other. We're renting our own fucking club, and we're actually going to play a free show and thank people for for supporting us through COVID. Okay, so we rented our own club. It's a free show. They're getting a free shirt. They don't have to spend a goddamn dime. They're going to come see us, and we're going to fucking throw down in September. Then we're doing a fundraiser. I think we're headlining some big fundraiser with one of the big rock stations here in Atlanta. We're actually headlining that and we're partnering with them to throw the show and help some people in the holidays during Thanksgiving here in, here in America. Then we have a show planned in New York. We got a bunch of industry people coming to see us uh, in New York in January. Um, and hopefully that will guide us with who we're going to partner with in 22. So sorry for the long answer, but we got a lot going on, my friend. No, that's it. We want to hear it. It'd be absolutely horrible if you just went, meh, we'll release the album and see what happens. Because that <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, but that has been ultimately the case for many, many interviews for the last year or so, where it's like, well, what plans might you hope to have and stuff like yeah. that? So it's great to hear that at least some things are in the work. And your, your, your goals and plans are, are realistic. You're not you know, shooting for the stars on, without uh, realizing the state of the world. I have to ask then, um, you know, you talk about wanting to tour the world and places like that. Where, where is it like you think when you look around and you think of fame, not even necessarily famous venues, but just famous events and things that you think, man, oh man, that's where we want to be eventually. Like, for example, in the UK, do you look at something like Glastonbury and think that's something we'd want to play, download, the festival download or something like that, you know? 
Dude, listen. Yeah, the, especially the festivals. Download Glastonbury, whether it be Rock and Ring, and 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 you know all the different Wacken and and all the all the festivals throughout. Listen, Europe. Let, I, I will tell you honestly. There's a, you know, I, I got this question last night. We were talking to some people, and they're like, you know, where do you see yourselves in 22? And 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 uh, my woman turns to them and she's like they're going to be in europe and i was like i was like what we're not going to be here she's like no those are your people she's like you know we we want to play every major festival we want to we want to be on you know when it comes to rock and hard rock um even metal yeah. you know we, we can we can bang it we can bang it up if necessary and and uh you know we we are yearning to be at every every festival you just named, plus all of the big ones throughout the states, um, plus in Australia, in Japan, uh, uh, playing the Devils in Tokyo, playing. I mean, Budokan. I, I I get so excited thinking about just having the opportunity to come to download. Oh my God! I mean, how how would that be? Or or um, um, just all of them <laughs> all of them larger than life here in america you know we, we want it all I, I i you know next summer we just want to play every single one of these festivals you know i it's it's so uh if you want to know if we're jealous this summer you know a lot of these festivals are happening like you went to bloodstock last week last week um uh here in the united states a lot of those festivals are happening mm -hmm. and you know we're jealous so, you know we 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 um are doing our thing and we have our timeline, but, but we're ready and we just want to go to all of them. But Europe is particularly Europe and especially the UK is particularly um, uh, special for us. We've made a lot of friends over there, like you, for example, now, and we have a lot of friends and a lot of marketing and a lot of publicity and a lot of just really wonderful people over there. And, you know, as my, as my uh, lady was saying yesterday, she's like, there's just something about Europe and the UK with rock music and hard rock music and metal. She's like, she's like, they're just the most dedicated fans on earth. And they just, they live it and they breathe it and they take it in and they make you a part of their lives. And, uh, you know, there's so many great American bands that have come over that have kind of made Europe you know their home or their second home and it's just you know we we definitely could see a start there you know if that's where it takes us we've got uh plenty of industry over there looking at what we're doing and so if that's where it takes us then that's where we're coming you know we just want to play man yeah and, and and the venues we're not we're not selfish man just just put us in a big venue or a bigger venue and and <laughs> let us play we have a ton of stadiums a football is a big deal here. Yeah. We've got a ton of stadiums. So as I said, in a decade, I um, I look forward to seeing your headline download. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, I, I, I uh, as humbly as I can say it, I can see it happen. Absolutely. Well, oh, that is literally absolutely the sort of thing we want to hear. Um, and I always love that balance of, hey, you want to be humble, but man, there is absolutely nothing wrong with confidence in your own music. You know, if you support your band, if you're happy with what you're doing, it's infectious and makes us even more in love with what you're doing. Well, that, that means the world to us, man. And it's just, it's just, you know, kind of the way we look at it from this whole conversation that you and I have had today. It's like, 
if we can do all of this during during a fucking pandemic okay well god help us when when there is no hopefully the pandemic is past us in the world and you know watch out for us is what i'm saying because because you know when we when we are truly unleashed and we truly have the ability to to do it all well you know you see what we've done so far so hopefully it's a foreshadow for things to come as the name of the band suggests man you've got to be quick off the draw to uh, stop you guys adam thank you so much for taking the time to do this it's it's absolutely our honor to do it we're grateful to we're, we're grateful that you invited us um you know we uh love connecting man and just talking music and hopefully you saw how infectious i, I can be i just i this we we love what we do and um we just we just want to we just want to play music and, and relate with people and get with people and talk about it and and feel it all the way to our you know in our souls so thank you so very much and and i will come back anytime you'll have us Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?